There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. 43-year-old man in Florida named Jonathan Whitesides was arrested after he drunkenly drove up to a sheriff's substation on Sunday. Uh, This guy happens to be a mechanic for the local school board. And it all started when he was hauling an airboat, and the airboat fell off his trailer right in front of the station. Oh, boy. Some cops who were there took notice, saw that he appeared drunk, but before they could nab him, Jonathan took off, but later came back with another man named James. Then those two guys started arguing, Mm. and the cops came back out again. One deputy tried to get James to calm down, but then Jonathan took kind of an aggressive stance toward him. Okay. Charged at him and yelled in his face. And uh, he did not react the way Andy Reid reacted. Uh, he actually uh, arrested him. Oh, no. And two breath samples showed his breath alcohol content was 0. 0.334. Uh. Oh, three, three, four? And they tested him again. It still came back 0. .307, which is way over the legal threshold of 0. .08. Not what good. What is death? That sounds, wow. Yeah, I don't know what death is, oh my but. God. Yeah, he put him away. Dang. Yeah. All right. Oof. Well, coming up, there's a new dating app, and it's called Score. Score. We're going to score. <laughs> Would you qualify, though? We'll explain what score really means here shortly. Also, ever strategically timed quitting a job to cause maximum disruption? I would love to hear that story. Yeah. That's all coming up. News that did this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We'll, uh, we'll address the question. Have you ever strategically timed quitting a job just so you could cause maximum disruption. <laughs> You're going to be an yeah. angry, bitter human. I would think. We'll get to that story here in a bit. But uh, on this Wednesday, the 14th of February, Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday, let's start with Valentine's Day. I imagine uh, could be a rough day to be single for some people. I'm, You know, I tell the story every year about the, the year that I was traumatized. I could have been the one that started the anti-Valentine's Day. And movement. we look forward to it every year. <laughs> Tell us the story again. Jeff, did you no, forget the story? it was my sophomore year of no. college, and I was living in a dorm, Yeah, and there were 80 girls, 80 on my floor. 80. Over Christmas break, my high school sweetheart and I, who went to, off to college together, had broken up. So this was like six weeks after we broke up, and hand to God... I was the only girl on the floor. Out of 80. Out of 80 that didn't have a date, that didn't get flowers or a card. I spent the entire night of Valentine's Day alone on my floor watching MTV. Crying. Yeah. Were you crying? Sitting there going, is this really my life? And, you know, I it was like I couldn't just go out because all of my friends were out on dates. I wasn't going to go out to the bar by myself. Right? You could have probably hooked up with somebody. You probably wow. should have gone out by yourself. I wasn't in that headspace at that oh. time. It was just traumatizing. So moving forward from that year onward. I hate you. You've hated Valentine's Day. For a few years. Hate you. For a few years, we wore all black. I had another friend who had the exact same. And a year or two later, like two years later, I met a friend who was in the exact same boat. And she and I would wear black. <laughs> on Valentine's Day, and we'd go to a movie. <laughs> we'll show you love holiday. That's right. We are wearing That's black. Right. What are you guys doing for Valentine's Day today? You and Jacob, you have plans? No. We no, don't nothing? really. I mean, well, we got stuff going on, but nothing Valentine's Day related. So maybe we'll come up with something. Oh. I'll come up with something. My daughter's really excited. Any any holiday that involves presents of any kind yeah. is very high on the priority She's list. In. Yes. We went to the uh, Dollar Tree and I let her get her own little basket and she put some things in there for Scott and some things in there for me. That's cute. And then she kept telling me, don't look. I'm like, <laughs> I have to pay Penelope. <laughs> what do you want me to do? That's so funny. she got Scott two little pieces of candy. One's like um, sour hearts or something. Uh -huh. yeah. I think something like that. And she got me a chocolate rose. Oh, oh that's she's nice. sweet. Yeah. That's it's great. so fun. Well, the art collective uh, Mischief, MSCHF, put out a WD-40 cologne last year. Ew. It sold out quickly, but they recently restocked it and added a new perfume. 
that smells like the cleaning solution Fabuloso. Oh, not bad. Okay. I can get behind. Yes. Uh, anyone who's familiar with Fabuloso knows that it has remarkable staying power. Like it's remarkable. Way too much. Yeah. Even if you like it when things have that chemical smell, which some people do. But if they continue with this line, maybe they can make a hand soap or something that smells like Dawn. Yeah. So that it at least smells like you made you did the dishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, that, and this is something Jen talked about on the Facebook Live video this morning. There is a new dating app called Score. Score. But not in the way, in the reference that you think. Okay. In this instance, score means you must have at least a credit score of 675 to oh, use wow. it. They're not messing around. Yes, it is a dating app only for people with good to excellent credit. And it hopes to raise awareness about the importance of finances in a relationship. I think that's brilliant. I because, think that's, I mean, that's smart one too. of the number one things that couples disagree on and Sometimes ultimately break up over our finances. Yeah. Well, and you got to yeah. think too. I remember this when I worked at um, Citibank. It's like when you marry someone, you also marry their score. So mm-hmm. if the two of you try to go together to get a house or finance something, that's yeah. going to come up. Yep. And I didn't even check that. I um, should have checked that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming she's got good credit. Yeah. But they do a soft credit check to confirm that you do, in fact, have at least a 675 or higher. What's, what's, the, to- what's the top? 800? 850. 850? 850 yeah. is as high as you can go. I wonder what I am. And if yeah. you have an 850, does that mean you can pretty much get any loan you want? Yeah, I don't even have to think you have to be that high. I mean, I think anything like over a 700, you pretty much are... In good shape. Yeah. I have one of those credit cards that tells you, like, you can click on the thing and it'll kind of tell you what your credit journey is or what your credit score is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got one of those. Yeah. 821. Look at that. Look at you. I would qualify if I were single. You would do great. Yeah, I'm looking at mine. Look at yours, Jen. I don't even know where to pull it up. I don't even want to know. What? I don't know what I don't know. Equifax, I got an eight twenty. TransUnion, I got a eight twenty. Experian, I got an eight thirteen. Why don't you have an eight fifty? Where'd you screw up? You got an eight thirteen, and I got an eight twenty one. Yeah, you're one point at. Well, on the Equifax and TransUnion, I got an eight twenty. Yeah, but the Experian, they're I don't know. They must be. They're tougher. dinging you, bro. Yeah, what's up? Dinging me over something. What you been doing? I don't know. <laughs> probably got all those big purchases we're making with Niels. It probably probably. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Your debt to credit yeah, ratio? ratio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they were getting miles though. Yeah. Lots and lots of miles. Right. Jeff's gonna be we're gonna be like, how did you afford that trip around the world? Well, it was all the miles. <laughs> oh, that's not a joke. <laughs> I believe you. Like that trip to Asia we took, we flew Delta One for free. Yeah, because that's a expensive airline ticket. Isn't oh, it? yeah. Well, isn't that one especially of the ones going that there. lays down? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the little pods you see on the on the television that you're like, I want to fly like that one day. That was all miles. Yeah. Wow. I've been saving my, I have the Marriott Bonvoy 
credit card that I've had for probably a decade now. And do you I, even use those points? Like, do you convert those points? Well, I have the points, and I'm I'm saving them to. I'm hopefully hopefully using them to go to Aruba because uh, they have these Marriott. Uh, overwater bungalows in Aruba. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and they'll I let you use them for that? They do. There's, you know, there's certain things you have to still pay for, like the taxes or the resort fee or whatever it is. I yeah, don't know. I'm surprised they let you use the points for stuff like that. Yeah. The big, big ticket. I'm surprised they yeah. haven't put in the Well, it's a lot of points. They haven't it's put not, the kibosh on No, no, that. no. It's not like it's, oh, 30,000 points. It's like each room is like 130,000 points, if not more, or something mm. stupid like that. Yeah, so I've been racking up points with like Hilton, Hyatt, Intercontinental, mm-hmm. and kind of forgot about them. And then I realized that I could convert those points to Delta miles. Yeah. So is that what you've been doing? And I just recently did it the other day. Yeah, I got like when you add it all up, I think I got, what did I get here, like 20,000 miles or something. Wow. Good for that you. That sounds bro. like yeah, a lot. Crazy. That's what you're going to need if you're going to be laying in those chairs on the airplanes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think a lot of them, let's see, I got, yeah, 6,000 miles for Intercontinental, Hyatt, 5,500 miles. Uh, Hilton, 7,000 miles. And it's a good thing I use them because sometimes, they, you know, they'll expire if you forget. Yep, and I looked at that, too. And even if you don't have enough miles to, say, use for travel, uh, sometimes just getting, like, a better... Uh, medallion status can help too, mm-hmm. which qualifies you for upgrades when you fly. So let, let's say you've got like a coach seat, mm-hmm. uh, but you're a silver or I don't know, platinum medallion. I don't know what the restrictions or the requirements are, but sometimes based on that, you can get an upgrade depending on what credit card you used. And it reminds me of that movie that George Clooney was in up in the air where he just, he knew all the hacks. Yeah. yeah. How to, how to scam the system. Right. Uh, what else? What else? If you're still not quite sure what to do to celebrate Valentine's Day and you happen to live in Idaho, Idaho, uh, you could see if there were any time still available at the local axe throwing facility. Oh, I haven't done that yet. It looks like fun. Google Trends just released a list of the uniquely popular Valentine's Day date activities in every state. And that came up really? in Idaho. Huh. Yeah, it's a big thing. Well, good luck finding a slot. They're all booked <laughs> up. I've done it before. It's fun, but I it gets a little um, root. You, I, I enjoyed having more. You, I feel like you have to go with a group of people because if it's your turn, your turn, your turn, your turn, I feel like it gets a little, um, like it starts to weigh on you a little bit constantly. Just, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's not like bowling where you know it's, it, yeah. You, you only need to throw it a few times. You don't need yeah. to, you don't need spend to spend hours. Correct. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Pottery class is really big in California and Arkansas. That's cute. In Arizona and Nevada, it's mini golf. In Pennsylvania, it's indoor mini golf. Bowling in Michigan and Oklahoma. Go-karts in Washington State and Montana. I couldn't tell you the last time I was in a go-kart. Roller skating in Iowa. Ice skating in Florida. Uh, 
uh, let's see, in Massachusetts, they're big on cooking classes. Oh, that sounds fun. Huh. I could see you doing that, Jeff. I you would and, love You that. and Kristen doing a little cooking class. Yeah, we've done it. It's great. Escape room in New Jersey. Aquarium in Ohio, in uh, Illinois. I'm sorry, Hawaii. Aquarium in Hawaii. What about spa days? Aren't there any spa? Where? No, I'm sorry. There's no spa days. Guys aren't usually hip to that kind of stuff, though. They don't really, some of them don't want to do the massage. Remember, well, let we me ha- look at, let me look, I'm, let me pull up the map. I got the whole map here. Remember they had that, um, was it that second date update we did one time where it was like he can't get a massage because he gets excited or something like that? Yeah, a lot of guys do. Some guys get real excited. It looks like spa day is big. I don't know. I, I wish they'd write the names of the states on the map. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I remember she didn't That's do so, so well. Funny. Remember, we I struggled so bad. Can you map. point out Ohio? Can I po- uh, yes, I can tell you that Ohio and Indiana and Kentucky are all movies. But spas, what's that one? What's by Maine? Vermont? Is that Vermont? Uh, Are you bordering, sure that's Maine? Bordering Maine is New Hampshire, Maine, and Hampshire. then Vermont is one state over to the west. Yeah, and so then Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts—that's New York. That's okay. That's the state of New York. All right. <laughs> so, so I'm New buying York you a puzzle of the fifty states. <laughs> I can remember studying it when Natural I was a kid. Oh God, I, ha- I don't even know. I don't know. I probably could have figured it out if I thought. Oh yeah, because there's Long Island. Okay, I see. I would have figured it out because <laughs> so I know funny. that's Pennsylvania, right? Right. I, I would have got it. You used to be with a New Yorker, and then she can't even identify oh, the state. That's awesome. Maybe because I'm scarred. Yeah, could be. So yeah. So spa day's big in New York. Yes, that's look nice. At that. People in Texas are more interested in going out for coffee. I know. A lot of coffee dates. There's a coffee date. And then there's one of the big square states that's pizza. Uh, It's either Colorado or Wyoming. Mm, Let me see. Is it the... I think it's Wyoming. More northern? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. That's Idaho. What's that one? That one is (laughs) North North Dakota, South Dakota. Um, Montana, honey. Is it? All right, that's Montana. There'll be a quiz later. I didn't realize Montana bordered Canada. Look at that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's how my long-lost sister met her now husband, and they live in Canada. She was on vacation in Montana. She was skiing in Montana. Do you know how? Yeah, I was going to say. That's where they met. We did did that uh, quiz, remember, and Jen and I missed... You and Tim. So what was it? it Last year sometime. They just flew through We took a quiz where we filled out the states. I gave you a blank map. And you and Tim got perfect scores. Yeah. Yeah. I messed up some of the New Englandy ones. And I needed more time. And Jen just (laughs) just stopped. (laughs) We would allow you more time. Yeah. She just stopped. I know. There's little ones at the top. I'm good at other things. In the right. The little tiny ones. Those are hard. I'll give you that. There's just a lot going on like in Connecticut. Yeah, see, I grew up there, so I... Who needs to know where Connecticut is? And, like, is? what is this little, you know, these little clusters here right above North Carolina? You know, there's a bunch of little things happening there, Oh, too. Maryland and Delaware, you yes, mean? Yes, and all Virginia. that. Virginia, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. West Virginia. I got Virginia. <laughs> what about West Virginia? Well, that's the one to the left of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's next to that? What borders West Virginia? West... Uh, Ohio, Ohio and Kentucky? Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to see if yeah. you knew. Oh, yeah. And Maryland. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Valentine's Day is also Ash Wednesday this year. Uh, Ash Wednesday is the Christian day marking the start of Lent. Mm-hmm. And that has some people wondering, can you celebrate both? Well, the short answer is no. But the more nuanced answer is it depends on how seriously you are, uh, how seriously you take both traditions. Valentine's Day, you know, it's it's a candy heart and chocolate fueled secular celebration, usually involving date nights out and some romping around afterward, hopefully. Yeah. And it is intensely commercialized, at least here in the U.S., uh, even traditionally, it's a feast day for some Christians to honor St. Valentine. Ash Wednesday kind of moves around. And no sure. one chose for Ash Wednesday to be on Valentine's Day. It's not Valentine's Day's fault. Yeah, it's directly linked to Easter Sunday, which also moves around based on the first full moon after the March equinox. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Easter is March 31st this year. If you're keeping track. Uh, but Ash Wednesday is really, I mean, that that is a solemn day of fasting and reflection yeah. that, mm-hmm. that launches Lent. And it's actually a required day of fasting and abstinence for Catholics. I was telling you we were at a, a dance class a little earlier this week. And a lot of the schools had their Valentine's Day celebrations yesterday. So because not interfere. Of, yes. Yeah, Catholic Bishop Richard Henning of Providence, Rhode Island, says it is not possible to celebrate both Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday. Uh, of course, the the bishop says that Ash Wednesday needs to be prioritized. It is the much higher value and deserves the full measure of our devotion. I ask with all respect that we maintain the unique importance of Ash Wednesday. Okay. I mean, what did you think he was going to say? Yeah. By the way, the Valentine's Day Ash Wednesday mashup has happened before. It last occurred in 2018, which was extra silly because that year, Easter fell on April Fool's Day. Oh, not good. Before that, we hadn't seen those dates line up since 1945. When is Easter this year? March Early or late? It's March, March 31st. 31st. Okay. Have you ever heard the term cyberchondria? Afraid of internet? Is that what it is? No, it's... Fear of the internet? You suffer from it. I oh. suffer from it? It's when you obsessively Google health stuff online. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone. A lot of people oh, do Oh, I know I'm not alone. One of my best friends, she calls me all the time when she's having, like, she's totally got herself freaked out over something. But I'll tell you what... She was spot on because of a Google search that she had. She had something going on with her eye. And she's like, oh, my God, I think I detached my retina. Oh, dear. And so she go- she's Googling it. And she's like, I got to go to the eye doctor. The eye- she goes to the eye doctor. And he tells her it's something else, gives her some drops, sends her home. Two days later, her retina oh my attached, God. detached. Yep. Oh, I want to yep. puke. Didn't that happen to Savannah Guthrie, like her kid? Yeah, accidentally like did that detach her, her in the, was that something he hit her with a he threw a little toy train or something. I yeah. thought she scratched her cornea. I thought was yep. it? No, was it was it more, it than, more that. than that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's rough. I'll tell you that. Yeah, anything to do with the eyeball is a rough sitch. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I bring it up because cyberchondria or 
you know, the condition, like when you obsessively Google health stuff online is something a lot of us do. Someone looked at the top health questions people in all 50 states Googled. Uh, since we're talking about Google Trends here, uh, Alabama is obsessed with how do you get monkeypox? Oh, my God. Oh. They're very concerned about That's that in happening? Alabama. I guess I in Alabama it is. monkeypox in a while. I haven't either. Hmm. Yeah, that was like a big thing for a hot minute. Yeah. In Arkansas, they're obsessed with what causes hemorrhoids. Oh, my gosh. And next door neighbor Mississippi is also asking about them. Hmm. What's going on there? What are they? What What's their diet like? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, California is asking, why do I keep yawning? <laughs> and is it bad to sleep with your bra on? These are good questions. I don't, you know, I don't know why anybody's making fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. In Kentucky, they're asking, why does coffee make you poop? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the other most googled health question is in kentucky no can you live without a spine oh, oh. my god that's a no that is that a is hard a no. no right yeah yeah uh indiana why am i always hungry and also how to relieve gas pain wow those are the big ones in indiana uh in ohio uh can you die from a broken heart oh is that really what in we're asking? In the heart of America. That's what we're asking. It's kind of sad. That'd be a tough Valentine's Day here. Yes, it would. I have to make a trip to Loveland, the sweetheart there of There you go. Hmm. Yeah. Wisconsin, why is my eye twitching? <laughs> stress. Trying to it's think. It's all because of stress. I know. That happens to me sometimes when just the top part of my eyebrow. You'd be amazed at how many symptoms are caused by stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like you think you, you think you're having a heart attack or God, why are my arms numb? Why am I, my limbs tingling? Why are my lips tingling? There's, it's mm. tingling all over the place. Just, <laughs> everybody part that tingles. It Not can in any of the fun places. Stress, it's I all can the, tell you. It's all the, I can tell the worrisome places. Uh, yes, I can tell you that every single one of them is a... Is a symptom of anxiety. See, I don't like doing that. I don't like looking stuff up be- because it just, it, it it always puts my head in a bad space. I'd like to pretend that nothing is wrong. Well, you see, the hope is to calm your nerves. It's like, I'm this weird thing is happening to me. I'm going to Google it. So Google will tell me that it's not a big deal. And then I can relax and not worry about it anymore. Is the thought process going in? That does backfire at times because you can Google a symptom and all of a sudden you've got some horrific, lethal like deadly disease. Yes. And your days are numbered. When it <laughs> when it goes that Do you go to the doctor like, at there that is, point? There is an immense amount of suffering heading your direction <laughs> and it's gonna be bad. So then what you end up doing is Googling the other symptoms for that dire, you know. Oh, for whatever the disease oh, is or yes. whatever. So now you got to go look to see if you have any of the other symptoms. And what happens that, if you do? Then, well, then you count. How 
many. It's like, okay. Well, and then what you do is it's like, if you, let's say there's 10 symptoms listed and you have four. Okay. So you take the other three that you didn't already have and Google those to see if there's a simple explanation for those that you could actually have. Can't you just do an e-visit instead? Yeah, I was just going to say, in the time that you spent on Google, you could have just reached out on my chart and gotten an answer. You don't want to call your doctor and look like a hypochondriac. It's like 26 bucks. Hey, surprise, they already know, okay? They already know that you have this yeah, but challenge. Here's the thing, but here's the thing, and you know what they will do? They will order tests. Molly says if your eye is twitching, it means you need some magnesium. Oh, nice. There you go. I have a magnesium tablet. You want, I actually take magnesium every day. Magnesium is very good for you. Happy to. It helps for a lot. It helps with a lot of you things. You can have mine today if you're suffering I'm good. from. No, I'm t- I've got my own magnesium. Well, Thank it's, you. It's dehydration too. That's the other thing. A dehydration lot, like, can cause a, a lot of crazy it. things. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Are you experiencing any hot flashes this morning? Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what though. I go... So I go to Prime IV Hydration and Wellness. I go like every other week. I have like the membership there. And I, when I leave there, I feel incredible. How long does that last? Um, so For it, real. It does. Well, it depends on what kind of drip you get. Like I get different ones. Like I've done ones for immunity. I've done ones for energy. And it, when I, usually when I leave here, I have to go home, take a nap, reset my brain, get myself together. And when I leave there, when I leave Prime, I am like, whoa, what are we doing today? Let's talk about it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I would say probably for the next several days, like a in a row. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing what vitamins and supplements. Well, the wellness. Yeah, it's just wellness. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, just mm-hmm. all the things that your body's missing. Like, I didn't even know that I was vitamin D deficient until I did my... Um, panel. Yeah, when I pulled my panel last year, it's like, whoa, your vitamin D is really low. And now I get like an injection for that there. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, when you're finally ready to tell your boss to shove it, you really want them to regret what a jerk they were to you. That's right. So this tracks a poll found that one out of eight people have strategically timed their resignation to cause maximum disruption Isn't that for their something? employer. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like they, they don't want to just resign, man. They, they want to resign at the worst possible time and the worst possible way to cause the maximum amount of pain. Yeah. For example, let's say you're ready to quit now. But you know your boss really needs you at that big sales meeting next Thursday. Oh. Oh. Then I'm going to wait until Wednesday to quit. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. That's an angry person. That really is an angry person. How bad do you have to be getting screwed over at your current job to be that angry and that hateful toward the people you work with? You know, I've had some difficult relationships with bosses in my past, but I've never never reached that point where I wanted to call wanted to exact any kind of revenge. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you feel like just want out? Well, and then I don't want to burn the bridges, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe oh yeah. That's there's just that. A, maybe that's just a personal <laughs> There's that thing. too. Yeah. Because usually if you work in the field, maybe you'll cross paths again. Well, I told you about the big blowout that I had with a guy that I worked with in Sacramento. How's that go again? Well, I got a job I had been hired to work in Mm. New York and I gave my two week notice and he was just a spiteful dude. He just made those last two weeks. I mean, he was tough anyway. 
Yeah. Which I was okay with, you know, because he was very good at what he did. He was a brilliant programmer. And it 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 meant something to have those call letters and his name on your resume as a reference. Right. But he could be a son of a bitch, man. Yeah, just uh, like what would he do? What made him awful? Um he would he was very he could be very punitive. Okay. Um he would he would punish out of spite. He was petty. Uh he was much much of his decision making seemed ego driven. But on the other hand, he was also a really good teacher and he demanded excellence. Sometimes you got to pay to play, don't you? And that's how I approached the job. Yeah. Uh, but when I got that opportunity in New York, it was like he turned on me. Yeah. And, you know, I could not have been more respectful when I submitted my two-week notice. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was grateful for the opportunity. But he was mad. Um, and I think he was mad in part because, you know, I think he thought I was going to hang out longer than yeah. I did. And I, you know, he had been known, like I had heard from other people say that he might try to sabotage better opportunities because he thinks that working for him is where the radio world begins and ends. Right. And did he? And I learned that that was absolutely true the hard way. Uh, okay. What did he do? Uh, well, he started signing me double shifts. So that would be like, <laughs> you know, Patty coming in here and saying, Jeff, you're on the air starting around six and you're going to stay on the air until 6 p.m. And I'm giving everyone else the day off just to be. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. And while you're at it, I need you to, you know, go wash the vans. I mean, just just stuff like, like that. that kind of like, are you joking? Or and is you this... did it. Well, I did it to a point and I just. You know, I just said, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, this is. Yeah, that's awful. This is abusive. Like, this is wrong. Good yeah. for you. You know, and I just said, you know, you want to fire me? And uh, he said, you know, it's not too late for me to sabotage that New York deal. <gasps> and I'm like, you know what? You you do what you got to do. And I walked out. Yeah. And wow. not five minutes later, he called New York. Oh, he did. And he what did. And what did he say? I, I don't know what he said. Joel never told me, but I reached out to Joel and I said, listen, I'm embarrassed to tell you this may happen. You may get a phone call. Uh -huh. Oh, so you called him first I called, before he got there? Nope. Okay. Oh. It was too late. He had already called Joel. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, Joel Sokowitz, who was the program director in New York, who had hired me. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, yeah, I already heard from him. Wow. And I'm like, I, I don't even know what to say. He's like, don't even worry about it. He says, it's clear there's a whole other agenda there and it doesn't affect our situation. We look forward to having you. And oh, good. That's everything's great. good. Yeah. yeah. So he knew the deal. He knew what was up. Oh, the drama. Have you ever right? seen that guy or talked to that guy ever again? Yes. I uh, saw him probably a year and a half, two years later in Vegas, and he could not have been nicer. Gave me a hug. Great to see you. I'm happy for you. <laughs> All is well. What do you know? Did you feel the same? Were you like all is well? Or were you like, you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I like to, I hate harboring that stuff. It yeah. just doesn't feel good. Yeah. And I wanted to move on from it. And I talked to some other staff members. You guys met my friend Adam, who also worked for Jerry. So he got it. Mm -hmm. um, Shelly, who was another coworker, now lives in Indiana. Um. You know, we we all kind of commiserated about it. It's like we had this uh, <laughs> shared trauma, is what it's called. Yeah, this what do you call it? <laughs> this this like coping group. Yeah, 
where I think it's it's just helpful to kind of put it in perspective because the big thing is like, honest to God, is it me? Yeah. You know, is there something I did to cause this or, you know, where did I fail? Like, where did I fail in this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was my part in it? Right. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to be D when I ran into him again. I just wanted to be a gentleman and professional and respectful. And uh, he he acted like nothing had happened. That's so crazy. That's got to be messed up. Yeah. What is it like to be in his head to be like, man, I was such a D, but I'm going to pretend like I didn't do anything. Where's he now? Uh, I heard he was in Florida or North Carolina or some southern state. So he's still, but he's still in, in retirement. The oh, he retired. He he left radio and he got into. Uh, he was the editor of a industry trade magazine there for a while, and I think he sold the publication and made a ton of money and retired. Yeah, down south somewhere. Last I heard. Hmm. Um, most common way we quit though are in person over email. That's the most common way. Now, 19% have actually just ghosted a boss. Over email. Wow. Yeah. No communication. Just gone. I can't imagine. Uh, One in 10 have also quit via text. And uh, just because you ghost them doesn't mean you're totally gone. More than 10% of us have written an emotionally charged review of a former employer on a site like Glassdoor. Ooh, wow. And the top five words that we use in those situations are stressful, frustrating, disorganized, toxic, and overworked. How does yeah. it work when you do an, an exit interview? Does do, does that information go back to the boss or does that? I don't know. I've never HR? had one. That's I would what I, think. So. Same. That's what I'm wondering. Like if they, if you get, if you leave for any reason, most people, most places call you now for some sort of exit interview. And so, does that information stay with that HR person or does yeah, that I would get, imagine. does it get shared with the bosses? I would think the feedback would get to the bosses. Uh, I would otherwise, think, what's the point? Yeah. 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 More than half of us have wanted to yell or tell our boss off while quitting. Wow. But held back. Yeah. I'm so emotional. I think if I ever had to quit, I would just cry throughout the whole thing. <laughs> I've only ever I'm leaving. I've only ever quit once. And and I, it was so satisfying. It was so incredibly satisfying. Because after I graduated college, I had been working at this radio station that was an hour away from where I went to school mm-hmm. through for three, four years. Pretty much, I started my sophomore year of college. And um, yeah, so it was nine months after graduation. And the midday spot had opened up and the girl that was doing overnights moved to middays. I was doing overnights for nine months. I was doing overnights, full-time, hourly no benefits, making $500 a month, living in this shared apartment where there were four bedrooms and then you each had your own bedroom that had an attached bath and then you shared a living room and a kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I was living in that space with three strangers who were all weird (laughs) and not, not my kind of weird, like a totally a weird I could not relate to no matter how hard I tried. And one of them kept going into my room and borrowing my clothes. Anyway, 
So I was living, no lie, on my mom's Amico card. I would go and I would fill up my my car was always full of gas because I would put a dollar's worth of gas in it and I would buy Doritos, mac and cheese, and Mountain Dew. All your snacks. Um, everything. I lived on that. <laughs> I lived on that. So for nine months, my boss was telling me, We're, you're not ready for overnights. You are not ready for full time. You are not ready to be a salaried employee. We're still looking for somebody to fill this position. I went down to Tampa, Florida, which was market number 21 in the country at the time. And I was in market number 192. 192, my boss told me I couldn't do it. I dropped off a tape at this radio station that was my goal to work at by the time I was 28. And by the time I'd gotten back to my aunt's house, 30 minutes away, the program director had called her house and left a message for me. Called him back. He asked me if I wanted to do a shift while I was in town. I said, are you crazy? Yes. Right now, I'm available. I'm there. So I spent the whole week hanging out overnight at the radio station, watching the guy and learning how they did everything. And then I pulled an overnight shift, went back to, to Illinois, sent them a tape of it. They called me and they said, can you be here in two weeks? That's awesome. So then I walked into my boss's office <laughs> in market number 192. You were like, suck it. And I, and I, it was so hard for me to not say that. You want to hear but, my tape? Uh, but I said, I go, well, I'm putting in my two weeks because I'm moving to Tampa. I got hired at the power pit. The look on his face. The look oh, on yeah. his face. It was so he was like, what's was, a power pig? He, oh, he knew. <laughs> he knew. It was the hottest radio station. I mean, I think that's fair to say. I mean, in, in that year, in that time, that was the In the hottest. early 90s, that was the hottest station in the country. Yeah, that's Without so a doubt. funny. Without a doubt. So you were like, by the way, um, I'm not going to stay here for two weeks. I'm moving to Tampa. I'm actually quitting right now. Yeah, I think I'm done Love with you. Bye. you. Oh, but that was that was a satisfying yeah. moment. See, I've never had like all of my jobs. I've quit to do a different job. You know, when I was at Wendy's, I was like, hey, I'm quitting Wendy's because I'm going to go work at Citibank and mm-hmm. be a telemarketer because of school. Yeah. I left Citibank to go work at the courthouse because the schedule was better. You know, it was yeah. never for anything that was better or different, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. One person who was an HR director reached out to us and said uh, exit interview information typically stays with HR unless it is extreme circumstances oh. uh someone else who wishes to remain nameless said um for some reason they did the exit interview before my last day then my boss cornered me in a room shut the door and proceeded to berate me and tell me what a piece of crap i was for going to hr about her and that she was going to make sure everyone knew that what i said was a complete lie and then she went and told all the staff, which was around 45 people, what a terrible person I was. Uh, what she didn't know is that I recorded the conversation. Oh, dang. And have that to use against her at any time should she decide she wants to continue to slander me to the public. Wow. Uh, huh. Huh. Yeah, what's the point? I don't get what the point is. If the feedback doesn't get back to the managers, I don't understand. I don't. Well, I mean, it would if it was something troublesome. Yeah, like if it was something that would cause concern. Like if it's just a standard run of the mill, hey, 
It was a great experience. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, even, you know, even that, I mean, let them know that they're doing an okay job. (laughs) The person isn't leaving because of something that you did. Maybe it's only in like extreme one way or another. Oh my God. Best boss I've ever worked for in my life. I'll forward that along. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Huh. Uh, one person said, I worked for a company that would actually terminate sales reps while they were on business trips. And they would cut off the corporate cars and route. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. <sighs> That's crazy. Okay. Well, we're learning something new. Yes, we are. Yeah, I mean, that was a ghost story we had, what, day before yesterday. She was the company problem child. Yeah, but she they, was. But she didn't realize it. She thought, oh, they were all friends. Mm-hmm. She thought she was friends with her boss. She threw her showers and parties and stuff. She left the company, and then her former boss wanted nothing to do, do with, with her. And she had no clue. <laughs> right. No idea why. Yeah. Speaking of second date update, ghost stories. Oh, Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.